Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim and the topic of our podcast today is um, gunfighter, gunslinger, and uh, killer. All around great guy. All around great guy, John Wesley Hardin. Uh, he was okay. one of the most yeah. prolific Timmy, uh, Timmy, killers Timmy, in the American Timmy? West. Yes, yes. Yes. You he's confused. Yeah, I did some research and watched all kinds of video. Yeah. Did you I, did research on, on John on John Wesley Harden? No, I did not. I did the research on John Wesley Hardon, the one star. That's the point. Why would we talk yes. about that? Well the devil I, So you didn't research John Wesley Harden. You researched John Wesley Hardon? Yes, I did. Um, Jesus. Okay. I, I have a lot of I have pictures, and I have I have video clips that we could have put up on the page. It's like you're touched. It uh, really no, is. Colonel. Today's topic. You guys is, need to be more clear when you're telling me what, what's going on here. I uh, know the topic for today. Did you understand it correctly, Brandy? Uh, yeah, because my mind's not in the gutter all the time. Today's topic is John Wesley Hardin. That's a pretty big coincidence, then. <laughs> he know, was a prolific, uh, a prolific killer back in the American West. He, he claims to have killed 42 men, although uh, historians believe it was closer to 27. But nonetheless... Was it just um, to watch them die? If, well, if he, well <laughs> some of them were pretty, for pretty pathetic reasons, like he killed one guy just for snoring. Oh, you know... So, but, you know, I guess that's justifiable. That's legit, yeah. dude. That's completely legit. Right. Do you snore, Timmy? Uh, no, I do not. Um, Are you sure? Do you? I, I only snore if I'm laying on my back, and then my wife, Mrs. Colonel, hits me in the head. Well... At least she doesn't, roll over at least she doesn't shoot you. Like, uh, so be happy you're not sleeping with John Wesley Hardin or John Wesley Hardon. No, I'll tell you what. Well, I evidently, Mr. Hardon, he probably could have. <laughs> no, I would not want to. I would not want to. This man had some equipment. You talk about carrying a magnum around with him. <laughs> no, we weren't talking about that at all. He had big iron on his hip. <laughs> he did. He did. He was, he was okay. carrying a big barrel on that man. Okay, before we get into the gunfighter, James Wesley Hardin, or I was John Wesley Hardin, um, let me uh, introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the pill popping, peanuts loving, Satan's dirty little secret, Brandy. How are you, Brandy? I'm a little worn out today, Timmy. How are you? I'm fine. Why are you tired? Because I had to go out and buy a car yesterday, and car shopping with your spouse should not be done. 
<laughs> ever. And did you decide on a make and model? Uh, she, she bought one, yeah. She yeah, Lamborghini. Well, yeah, well, because I'm baller like that, so sure. I did not get a Lamborghini, as was my first choice. I mm. ended up with a Honda Accord. Well, that's a close second. It really is. It's a twin cost. But you got the sport version. I did get the sport version. Okay. And I bought it for myself, so I got nice. the new car, and then my husband gets the older and it was, and, and just so I'm clear on this, it was your husband's birthday. It is my husband's birthday, and I got a new car. Today is your husband's birthday. No, his birthday's coming up. Oh, okay. okay. Well, happy birthday, Dave. It's coming. Um, but I bought okay. a new car for his birthday. Well, very nice. Very I'm, nice. I'm a giver. You are. It sounds like it. I, you're very generous, it sounds like. <laughs> and we were also joined by the very distinguished, a man of God. Is that guy coming soon? Because we're going to get started. <laughs> no, so. you've got, we, he's right here among us. Among his people, Jesus, the very honorable and saintly, nope, Colonel Ch- the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How I, are you today? I'm Colonel? ordained too. Like, how yeah, come I get penis loving pill popping and he gets saintly well, and, you know, I, it's how you live sandal your life. wearing and yeah. whatever else? It's how you, I, I'm sure he's a carpenter as well. To be I more am like a carpenter. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I I I walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because that's your dog's I name do not does own, not make that right. I do not have <gasps> sandals. Perfect dog's name. Um, I don't have sandals though. I don't believe in that. You don't believe in sandals? Not for men. Men should never have, wear sandals because they have other feet. You know, I don't believe in sandals for women either. Especially women whose like like feet is like really crusty. Yeah, they well, no, that's why God made pedicures. Yeah. So, Colonel. My yes. How are you today? Delightful. I'm worn out, Timmy. Why are you tired? Well, you've as been, you know, yes. You've been researching John Wesley. I, I so watching on. all that porn kind of makes you tired. Yeah, it wore me out. And then I made the mistake of watching all the porn with John Wesley hard on, and then uh, do not say a thing about your wife, Mrs. Colonel. It was her. Damn you know, it. it was her birthday mm-hmm. yesterday, and. Uh, did you have to pleasure her? God. Oh, it's the sexual gymnastics the woman puts me through, Timmy. Feel like you're in the Olympics, you know. And at one point, and I, you know, she took a she took two tenths of a point off, and I know I stuck the landing. I Wait, stuck during the me. dismount. During the dismount, yeah. <laughs> and she she was. God. So do you use that powder that powder that they use when you? You have to. Or you get chased chalk. and rubbed raw. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you know, and but but I will say this: I'm. It's uh, I still fit into the Batman suit. Do you? So yes, yeah, so it was a special night. And, uh, so you were you're still limber enough to do the parallel bars with them? No, mm-hmm. he's not, no, he's not limber enough. <laughs> so, so I'm a little bit worn out, but you know, other than that, I'm I'm doing well. And what about shout outs, Colonel? Shout outs. You know, I'd like to give a, a shout out to. We had a new listener. Um, is it was it Jen Stanton? Yes. Um, we got a new follower on the page. I thought we had a couple yesterday, Timmy. She um, she joined us yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there may be more. But, uh, Jim, we're glad to continue. have you. Can you get Jessica's name right? Um, I have this. Jessica, I apologize from the bottom of the colonel's heart. I got your name wrong <laughs> twice. I got it right on the shout-outs, but then I got it wrong when I was talking about her wanting to do Dama. I called her Jennifer again. 
Which is, you know, she got a lot of nerve. She's she trying to down the high. fact that she wants to uh, bang Jeffrey Dahmer. Here's my. I, I think she would like to go out to dinner, maybe have a date, maybe take a long walk on the beach. I don't think she wants to have dinner's dinner. out. I yeah. think dinner's out for um, sure. So anyway, uh, Jessica Williamson, mm-hmm. um, I would like to uh, apologize. And I just did that on purpose. I know your name's Jessica Williams. Okay. Um, I, Jessica. Are you touched? <laughs> I might be. screwing that up. Who, well, else? Who else, Colonel? We got Chanda and Jessica and Lydia and, and Tasha and Tara. And Teresa Slavin. <sighs> Teresa Slavin and, and Little Emmy. Emmy yeah. Waterfall. Yeah, yes. Um, I don't know why I call her Little Emmy. She just looks. Well, because you screw cute up people's me. names. That's what um, you do. Trixie? Trixie, of course. Yeah, we got Trixie. We got, uh, of course, the the Tiffinator. Tiffany Tiffany Bell. Mm-hmm. Tommy Boomershine. Tommy. Marvin. Uh, Marvin. Trish Hiller. Uh, Celine. Michael. Michael. Okay, you, you, you can. Michael is a big deal. Michael passed his background check. Yes. Oh, did he? He yes. did. He got his results back. I did, did not see that. He did. Well, you should pay attention sometime. Yeah, it looks like he's he's doing really well in his career. So congratulations, Michael. Very happy for him. That's way exciting. It's I'm glad they didn't run one on us before we started here. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Would not have went well. Um, Shannon, well, um, we really Shannon Shannon's kind of a big deal. She was in Chicago. Shannon doing all kinds uh, Shannon of. Shannon does work with. Shannon the, uh, does Am- Amnesty International. She Very does the worthy. Lord's work. She really does do the Lord's she work. She does really the Lord's does. work on two different fronts. Timmy, she's the she's the accountant for the church, mm-hmm. and then she does her other godly work at Amnesty International. Okay. So Jennifer Burdick, how you doing? And Sarah Spaghetti. Um, Sarah's the other one that found Dama kind of hot. Those are peculiar women there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Ray, of course. Anybody that I'm, and I'm going off the top of my head, Jah- uh, uh, Jahara? Yes. Jahara, correct me if I get that name wrong. Because um, you never get names wrong. I often don't, no. Um, except when he does. Except when I do. Except all the time. Yeah. But I am, I'm doing, I'm doing much better. You know, I, I uh, Linda Castro, shout out to Linda. Oh Linda, yeah, Linda, Linda how you doing? Yes, two Lindas, Linda Middleton. <clears throat> but but other than that, you know the the things are going things are going good. Me and uh, Ruta Baker was out last night, and he's he's starting to become he's starting to question my authority. Well, Timmy, I'm sorry to hear that. Every bro. once in a while, he'll question my authority. Last night, I, we was throwing the ball at the field, Do and you then authority. I threw the ball, and he. I mean, he went and got it about four or five times. Well, at some point, it becomes ridiculous. It becomes the sixth pedantic. time, you know what he did? Right. Flipped you the bird, told you to go get it yourself? If he had a middle finger, he would have given me the bird and just said, go get it. I ain't getting it. I was yeah. like, Rudy, go get the ball. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said. Okay, I'd like to give a shout-out to <laughs> um, Cindy Lou and to Alicia and Chip. And to Bridget, all for sponsoring us on Patreon. If you would like to be a sponsor, just go to patreon.com slash historydweeps where you can sponsor the show. We would really appreciate it. Brandy, do you have any shout-outs before we get started? Lady Beverly. 
Lady I was, Beverly. You guys never let me got to get the Lady Beverly. Why do you get all the shout-outs? Why do you get, like, 50 people? Lady I, would, Beverly. I would, like, give a shout-out to my mom. No, Scott. no. I think you should give it, a shout-out to your mom. You know, I'm going to give a shout-out to my brother, Casey, who is who is working hard. Probably I want to give a shout-out to Rudebaker. I, you should give a shout-out to Rudebaker. I would also like to give a shout-out to my Aunt Beverly, who I is would, delightful. I would like to give a shout-out to Renee, who had a birthday yesterday. Renee did have a birthday. She and to the lovely. twins, Taylor and uh, Tanner, who just had a birthday earlier this they week. They do. And you know what else is going on? I'm going to give a shout-out to Noah, because he starts kindergarten coming up pretty soon. Oh, oh that's going to be fun. I, that's traumatic. It's horrible. And I'm gonna But you know they get naps in kindergarten. I wish we got naps here. I wish we got naps here. They do not get naps in kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) We do actually get naps. (laughs) We don't get punching no no unless someone dies or retires. I will go ahead and give a shout out to my other child, Jacob, because he starts school soon. He'll be a junior in high school. And you know what? Just for grins and giggles, round things out, I'm gonna give a shout out to Jacob's girlfriend. Caroline. 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 Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. She, now, do you approve of Caroline? I like Caroline just fine. She's she's all right. She keeps she works on keeping my son's head out of his own ass. Now, see, Logan had a girlfriend for about the last year and a half, and you know, as as young full time job does. Uh, Did it run its course? Just recently, it ran its course, and it was just about the time because you know, with the three boys, there ain't never been a woman good enough. The growing born that's been good enough for one of Renee's Clearly. boys. Clearly. Right. And uh, now Tanner, he took a different route, as you know. As I do. Which is funny because Renee, Tanner has a boyfriend, Renee adores this boy. So he fig- he figured out how to beat the system because Warren uh, is yeah. no, Warren's no threat to mama. There's no competition there. But Renee was just starting to warm up after about a year and a half to Logan's girlfriend, and Logan's moved on. Um, and and I would like to give the last two shout outs. These are special shout outs um, to uh, my dearly departed brother and mother. Yeah, they're dead. Uh, do they listen to the podcast? They won't hear they, it. They're listening to the podcast in heaven, Timmy. Okay. We've gone big. Okay. Now can we get started on international. John, John Wesley Harden? Well, if we have to, but I don't have much information on the man. I know, you, but you can tell us about John Wesley Harden a little bit later. I feel okay. like Caroline is probably scared of me. I Why? would imagine she is scared of you. she's scared Your of husband's me. scared of you. Your kids are scared of you. The local constable is scared of you. Well, I think, and I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. There's two priests in your parish scared of you. If I had a parish, there mm-hmm. might be some priests that are, yeah. that are frightened. But I feel like she has a healthy uh, respect slash fear fear of me. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing to have. You so, know, I was watching, and we'll get to the show. I won't interrupt we anymore. We need to get to the podcast. We, uh, I was watching uh, Amazon Prime, and they, they have a documentary on the Salem Witch Trials. Which made me strangely think of you, and I thought, I bet if the devil were alive, then they would have put her on trial and killed her. Okay. I'm just saying. They would have feared me. Let's talk about John Wesley Harden. Would they have killed me? (laughs) I don't know. know. So, John Wesley Harden was born in Bonham, uh, Texas, in 1853. So right, you know, eight years before the American Civil War. He was born to a Methodist preacher uh, named of uh, James Gip 
Harden. Yep. Yep. G-I-P. Yep. Yep. And his so wife, did they remember the Gipper? Uh, <laughs> yes, they did. And his wife, Mary Elizabeth Dixon. Uh, Harden was named after John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist faith. So Harden was described as a highly spirited boy. Means uh, he was wild. That's what that means. He yeah, was wild as shit. Yeah. Uh, his father and family traveled most uh, around uh, central Texas, with, where his father was on the preaching circuit. Now, you know who probably could have reached this boy? Mm. The son of a preacher man. Yeah. I wonder if they were allowed to dance where they lived. Probably not, because they, they settled in Sumpner, Texas oh, that's in 1859. Methodists so, can dance. Man, I'm not mm-hmm. sure a lot of Texans would dance. They're not good, they, right? they do that two-step down there. It's really confusing. Not good dancing. <laughs> the two-step's really confusing. <laughs> Too <laughs> many steps. That <laughs> second uh, wind that fucks you up. <laughs> Every time. So, so his dad, uh, Joseph Harden, taught school and established a learning institution, and John, John Wesley was, uh, and his siblings attended. He had like 10 brothers and sisters. He had come from a big family. Um, yeah, he was second of ten children. Uh, Find a new hobby. At age eight, now remember, this was during, around now is like during the end of the Civil War and we're getting into Reconstruction. At age eight, while attending his father's school, he was taunted by another student by the name of Charles Slaughter. Um, Slaughter accused Hardin of being uh, the author of some graffiti on the schoolhouse that insulted one of the girls in his class. Oh, my God! Did they even have spray paint back then? You know, he must have said... I'm, I'm thinking he said there once was a girl from... Nantucket. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. Uh, but Hardin denied writing the poetry. Uh, he would not take care, uh, credit for it. And he, in turn, point the finger, pointed the finger at Slaughter, saying he was the one that was the culprit. This ended up with a little confrontation in which uh, the eight-year-old Hardin stabbed Slaughter, almost killing him. You know what? That seems like a measured and uh, an appropriate response. Out, an appropriate response. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're shanking somebody at eight, your future is probably <laughs> holding some interesting things. You're well, probably you right. Know, I have to get no. He skipped I'm right not. over the. Uh, <laughs> he skipped right over killing the animals part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, human beings. Well, you know, people. go balls out or go home. Now. He was nearly expelled for this incident. Oh, son of a bitch. But his dad was, you know, it was his dad's school, so, you know, he probably pulled some strings. So daddy did not help the situation (laughs) at all. At age 15, um, Hardin challenged uh, one of his uncle's former slaves, a guy by the name of Mage, to a wrestling match. Oh, Jesus. And uh, a what? A wrestling Wrestling match. Do not get on this. I've got to get through this. (laughs) WWE. Um, And Hardin won. So, you know, he proved to be the better man. But according to Hardin, the following day, Madge uh, did not take it too well and hit by a path and attacked him as he rode past. Um, Hardin, in response at 15, drew his revolver revolver and fired five shots at Madge, uh, killing the ex-slave. Now... Now, ain't that a bitch? Wait a minute. Why would he want to... Who challenged him? Okay, he challenged challenge uh, no. Harden or Harden challenged uh, Madge. Harden challenged Madge for a wrestling match. Well, first of all, Harden won. Why is he trying to wrestle a girl? No, it was a it was a guy, <laughs> but it was a former yeah, slave. So they remember, this, this is you know this is he had some. This is uh, you know post Civil War, so it, you know, and Harden was raised in the South, so he had sympathies with the Confederacy. And uh, so this former slave guy who was just a free, freed a few years prior 
Um, he wanted her, you know, fighting, so they fought. Hardin, according to Hardin, won. We don't have the dead Madge's uh, testimony to this. Poor Madge. But Madge came back the next day, kind of. Okay, and then laid in wait for him. And yes. Then he didn't like that, so he shot him. Shot him uh, five times. Sure. Uh, and he died the next day. Again, a and measured response. Now, uh, the father, James Harden, didn't think his son would get a fair trial since this, you know, the, the union occupied the uh, state of Texas at that point. So he uh, told his son to go into hiding, uh, which he did. God-fearing man. Now, Texas at the time had a self-defense law, which they do, you know, still do today. I don't know if that's uh, stand your ground, but something similar. Uh, but Hardin decided not to fight it out in court. Instead, he went hiding. So the authorities sent three soldiers, Union soldiers, to arrest him. And Brandy's going to tell us about what happens next. This jackass. So Hardin said he chose to confront his pursuers, despite having been warned of their approach by his older brother, Joe. So these guys are coming to get him. He's been warned. And I, I, I don't know if I put it in the notes, but these, these soldiers were African-American. So. Oh. So, he, they're coming after him for shooting this guy, right? Right, right. And he's been warned off, and he says, now nah, fuck this, I'm going to see what they want. Okay. Okay. So, Hardin turned around and killed three black Union soldiers by ambushing them. Um, he was wounded in the battle, which I don't know if you can call it a battle. Right. So, now he's age... Maybe a match. Now he's age 15. At now, at 15, Hardin had murdered four people. And attempted to kill another one. Yes. So now he's got four murder charges pending, and he couldn't return home. I wonder if his dad had a bumper stick on the bu- on his buggy that said, "My student killed your aunt, your yeah. honor student, and ate his face." Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my student, my son, my, my son, my son shot your, your honor student murder, uh, with a musket. <laughs> Those yeah, marshals. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if they, if like, uh, the, you know, the people he killed, like. They had the the, the uh, pu- uh, bumper sticker or the the sticker on the back of their windshield of the family. And then when someone dies, <laughs> oh, they just mark them out. Little X's through them. That's sad. Speaking of which, you know what Renee's trying to put on her car, which I, I've hidden them, and I will not let her get them. She got those people, mm-hmm. but she got them in all Star Wars type. That's awesome. With a dog. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. cool. I would not let her put them on the well, vehicle. I don't think it's up to you. You're kept. You need to just be quiet. You know, I uh, what I did last night. Big bag of shish right here. I yeah. put, I, I move. I, I move. I what is with up. you? We're into the story. Look at Tell me your story, Chuck. Last night I I got on Facebook and I realized that I had to change my occupational status to trophy husband. Yeah, you really shouldn't have done that. So, so with all these murder charges pending, he can't go home. So he was he was a fugitive, and he traveled with a friend and fellow outlaw, Frank Polk, into Pisgah, Texas. Oh, Pisga. good old Pisgah. Pisgy. I wonder if they pronounce it Pisgah or Pisa. Because up here in Ohio, they pronounce it Pisa, and it's... No, like, it's Pisgah. Everything is bigger in Pisgah, Texas. It's Pisgah. Is or it? Pisgy. Pisgy. Depending on if you're yeah. a hillbilly or not. But folks with a little bit of sense to them just say Pisgah. So, anywho... Uh, Polk was wanted for a ma- for killing a man named Tom Brady, 
who deflated footballs. Yeah. And they Tom didn't Brady like of the uh, and he had New, it coming. New England he did have yeah. Patriots. Yeah. You know, I think that's justifiable homicide. Anyone who would shoot Tom Just Brady. Just being a Patriot is justifiable homicide. Uh, so they sent the government, I assume, sent out a detachment of soldiers. So now they have the military after these two stupid fucks. That's well they should. Um, they sent soldiers from Corsicana, Texas. Uh, Hardin escaped the troops, but Polk was captured. So Hardin probably just left him in the dust. Yeah, like, he probably said, you know, you're on your own, dude. Well, and it's one of those. Is one of those like escaping from a bear? You don't have to be the. You don't. You just have to be faster have than to that be guy. Faster than that guy. Right. Yeah. So uh, at Pisgah, Hardin briefly taught school. I'm getting to think that uh, John Wesley Hardon would have made a more interesting story, but continue. <laughs> I'm starting. Well, I'm starting to think that the Texas education system is lacking in some regulations. Well, that's true. Uh, while there, he claimed that to win a bottle of whiskey and a bet, he shot a man's eye out. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a bet that he would shoot a man's eye out. Uh, there, he claimed that to win a bottle of bet, whiskey and a bet, he shot a man's eye out. Damn. Wonder if that guy then became a pirate. He may have became a pirate. I mean, he, I'm sure the guy would have just bought him a bottle of whiskey if, instead of getting his eyes shot. Yeah, I don't know why somebody would make that bet. That seems silly. <laughs> On yeah, there's nothing for that. On January 5th, 1870, Harden was playing cards. He is shooting people willy nilly. Really, really, just willy and nilly. Yes. So he's playing cards with a man named Benjamin Bradley in Tuwash Hill. Went Tuwash. Hill County, Texas. Okay. Hardin was winning almost every hand, which angered Bradley. Well, then, it would piss you off. Who then? Well, he's probably cheating. Oh. Who then threatened to cut out his liver if he won again? No, is the guy going to cut out his own liver, or was he? No, I think he may cut out Hardin's liver. That would be in the deterrent. And if, if you can't win, why play? I say. Well, well Hardin drew a knife. Because even if you win, you oh, lose. You lose your fucking liver. That's high stakes poker, right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> balls out. <laughs> uh, Bradley drew a knife and a six shooter, so he was overarmed. Okay. He brought a knife <laughs> and, a <gun laughs> and a gun to, to a knife to fight. fight. Uh, let's see. Harden, who was unarmed for once, mm-hmm. uh, excused himself and left. Now, who the fuck buys that shit? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, you know what? I, got, I forgot. You know, uh, I've got oh, a roast. I got oven. Pilates. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I got a thing. I got. I got Pilates. I, I, I completely yeah. forgot. I completely forgot. Isn't so, I playing with you? Yeah. Well, I think he just said I gotta go use the little boys' room and slipped out, out the, the window. Yeah. yeah, I've done that on blind dates before. Oh, I bet you have. I bet you've done it on <laughs> sightful dates too. And uh, I've had it done to me before too. There you go. <laughs> Let's see. Like that Danish guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that the, poor guy. the Danish guy that flew to China for a date. I like your comment. Fucking turn the page. There's 600 million <laughs> women in China. Turn the fucking page. He got catfished. That's he what's did. sad. Yeah, he did. Okay, so later that night. Bradley goes looking for Harden and saw him. I have no idea what we're talking about. It's okay. They will. They should. Uh, Let's see. Bradley went looking for Harden and saw him on Tuwash Street. Bradley allegedly fired a shot at Harden, which missed. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure if you're gonna fire at Harden, you gotta make sure you get him. You gotta hit him. Yeah, because Harden then drew both his pistols. Oh, Wild West style. He was like Yosemite Sam. Gangsta. Yeah, he was. He, he was. Gangsta. He was an original gangster. No, he reminds. I'm He's thinking more. I'm thinking more Yosemite Sam here. Always just got the two guns blasting yeah. up every place he goes. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. So anyway, so he. You think he was from Yosemite? Uh, no, it doesn't say that. I don't remember no, you where he's from. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, just this will be very brief. But I doubt it. I'm talking to Renee's brother. Not now, Renee's brother. It he he has since passed, but of course he, he has. <laughs> yeah, may rest in peace. God may rest in peace. But before his death, there was there was really very little chance that he was going to split the atom to me. And you're saying he wasn't. He he had limitations. He shows up with a tattoo one day, mm-hmm. and we're looking at him, and he's like, "Yes," uh, and it's Yosemite Sam. Okay. And I said, "Well." Nice. Okay. And he said, well, he was always my favorite. Yosemite Sam was always my favorite. Cat. <laughs> what did he call Yosemite Sam? Yosem- Yosemite. And I said, well, what did you just say? And he's like, Yosemite oh, yeah. Sam. And I said, you know, and, and I always had a little trouble with her brothers, but I said, you know, for fuck's sake, son, if you're going to get a tattoo. So then you throw out the foghorn leghorn at on At least you know. <laughs> at least know. The name of the thing you're getting tattooed well, he on. Thought you. He did. I kind of like Yo- Yosemite. 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 Sam. This is I, one time I was driving up from North Carolina, and I'll admit I was tired. But I, me and this guy were driving up from North Carolina, where we went to school, and we're coming home. And this guy was. These were on the radio, and they were talking about. It was when they were trying to change over the silver dollar or the half dollar, or whatever, what was going to be on it, and it was this whole thing. And this DJ was talking about whether or not they should put Sacagaway <laughs> on the silver dog. And I had to pull the car <laughs> over. Like, no. I almost pissed myself. She was a hero. Well, Sacagaway, was yeah. she? Yeah. Then if she was a hero, learn how to say her fucking name. <laughs> I mean, she's no Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> But Sacagawea, my God, learn something. Although, you know, if we was doing a podcast, in fairness, if we, we was doing a podcast up. and she wasn't famous, and Sacagawea would have shown up in Timmy's section. But she is famous. We would all skirt it up. Well, she is famous, and this DJ was calling yeah, Sacagawea. But wasn't it a Canadian? Because those people fucked It was up. not a Canadian. Oh, okay. This is down. I was here in a station down south. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I know, but still, come on now. All right. So probably in Florida. It probably okay. like Brittany Chacon, man. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany lives down south. Ugh. All right. So Harden drew his pistols and returned fire and killed Bradley. Hit him in the head and the chest. So that guy got screwed. That sucks. That do- Well, he should have hit him. Uh, a month later, on January 20th, 1870, in Horn Hill, Texas, love Texas town names, Hardin reportedly killed a man just to watch him die in a gunfight. That sucks. After, this is my favorite, after an argument at the circus. Well, yeah. How many times, you, but you know, you when you go into the circus with your little kids, you know it's going to be a battle. Because they want the cotton candy, they want the popcorn, they want the little trinkets. They and want the everything. lights, the little, little lights. It's yeah. like, shut Bracelets. Up. And then you got to deal with the clowns. The, and the midget clowns, which are not. Although it's cool when the motorcycle was inside that little round cage and it ride, drive, they ride it around. Oh, as, yeah. As Ms. Williams referred to them, and aptly named them, I never heard this term before, cligets. Midget clowns, cligets. I never heard that. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it does, cligets. <laughs> All right, so he got in a fight with a guy at the circus and killed him. All right. Which seems funny. Then they had to send in the clowns. <laughs> they did have to send in the clowns to clean that up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Probably in a little car. And, yeah, I wonder. You ever seen the clowns? Well, the clown, the ambulance? The clown they fire. Yeah, yeah, the, the clown, clown fire department. Yeah. 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 So, still, I clowns. I hate clowns. 
All right, so less than a week after this incident in nearby Cross, Hardin was, and I'm going to put air bunnies, escorting a saloon girl home. I've done that before. How often have you done that to me? About three times a week. (laughs) Air bunnies around that. So so he's escorting this girl home. I'm sure they were going to read to the blind or adopt a kid or something. He was probably probably, uh, teaching her Spanish or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, he can't. He was he was a preacher's son. He's yeah. probably well. Never mind. He's probably trying to, to convert a woman. He was yeah. teaching youth up here in the other part of Texas. <laughs> yeah. So you know youths. why not youths? So they uh, they were accosted by a man demanding money. Hardin threw his money on the ground. So they tried to rob him. Shot the would be thief when he bent to pick it up. See, that's that's you never fall for that ploy. If someone robs you and throws some money on the ground, you point your gun at him and tell him to pick it up. You never mm-hmm. bend down and pick that's, it up. No, no, well, no. that's just jacking 101. Right. Because as soon as you, you know, yeah, go go ahead and get it, motherfucker. Pick it up. Yeah. Pick it up. Do it. Do it's it. Not a not not a good move. It's, it's it really is. All right. So, Hardin was arrested in January of 1871 mm-hmm. for the murder of Waco's Texas Waco, Texas City David Marshal Koresh. no, but close uh, uh, let's see City Marshal Laban John Hoffman motherfuck that's what happened to him well, he denied that one oh, well um, now I wonder if he would have been in the army I wonder if he killed he him he could have been he, Major Labian <laughs> He had killed. He, he claimed to kill forty-two people. You think he he would? Uh, Why not just? To, yeah. If he did it, maybe he didn't do it. Maybe, but I don't think that's true. Uh, unable to persuade a judge of his innocence. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was held temporarily in a log jail in the town of Marshall, awaiting tra- transfer to Waco. While like, did Jesus. he bring in the ATF and? Uh, burn the place down. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. This is like prison now, evidently. Yeah. So he's waiting to go to Waco. So while locked up, he bought a revolver from another prisoner. <laughs> Did he pass the background check? Who evidently smuggled it in, in his, his anus. anus. <laughs> Hopefully it was a derringer. Robert Black would have liked that. <laughs> he would have. Yeah, he was right. smuggling shit on maybe, he, maybe they smuggled it in Robert Black's anus. You know, Robert Black would have made a good mule. If he would have just gone straight, he would have made it's a good mule. It's a good, it's a good use. <laughs> yeah. So, Jesus Christ. So, Texas State Policeman Captain Edward T. Stakes and Officer Jim Smalley were assigned to escort Hardin to Waco for trial. Okay. According to Hardin... They tied him on a horse with no saddle for the trip. Well, and no name, as far as I can tell. He went through the desert with uh, a horse, horse with no, no name. name. Which is, oh. you know, if you go through a desert and your horse has no name, you have plenty of time to give him a fucking name. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you give him one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if it's a nickname. Well, yeah. you know. Here's the other thing. Call if him you're Mr. Going the desert with a horse with no name, if you're talking to him, who in the fuck does a horse think you're talking to? Exactly. He don't need a name. It probably feels good to get out of the it's rain. <laughs> Just get over here, horse. You ain't got to give him a name. They like the horse. You know, I never understood that song, Sister Golden Hair, either. I like Sister Golden Hair. I don't, I don't know what the hell it's about. See, Sister Golden Hair surprise. <laughs> you know what I think that's about? I think this is. You know, Lola is Lola. about a. She was a showgirl. A transvestite. No, the mm-hmm. Kings. Lola. Yeah, that was. And I think Sister Golden had the light. Might have been a surprise. Might have been. Might have been her wiener. Might have been a wiener. Uh, so wiener was the surprise. Now, are they chicks that. with dicks, or are they 
uh, are they chicks with dicks or are they men with tits? See, you got to be very careful nowadays to use the right term. You you cannot man titties. Or the worst. No, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they are they the adding... They they're really the just adding breasts. They're really men are just adding breasts, right? Unless you go make that full commitment. And have which, the wiener whacked. Yes. Most men can't make a commitment to much of anything. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how well, they I mean, commit that's a big to step to get your wiener whacked. But, you know, I think... See, that's where you, have, where you got the best of both worlds. Because when you get... When you get to Excuse the point me? where you got really nice, when you got your own really nice, I wish our listeners could see Brandy's expression here. right now. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, finish your thought. You put yourself with, yeah. all of a sudden your unfiltered thought. Finish that. A good set. You're of, saying this out loud, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's just move on. No, but I have this. I have this vision of when That's I when the I, both worlds. I, yeah, I I have this vision. Anytime they t- somebody talks about. Going all out. Yeah. I have this vision. You know when you overcook a hot dog in the microwave? And it explodes. And it splits. Ooh. That's that's my vision. It's hard to put mustard but on. But I think that's how they bring that up. I think that's how they do it. They split it in the middle and fillet they it do. out. Yeah. They do. They cut a little opening there, they fillet the thing, so you fold and, it back. And really and real if you're gonna go through that, you're best to have a small penis because then you'll have uh, you know, your 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 you would be proportionate. Whereas if you had a big one you would just have see like I would bigger, de- I would donate mine because yeah, now with the penis transplants no you won't you just take some of it off your lady bits would be regular size you would have those those uh, now that I Meat know curtains. what these are because I looked them up you would have you the massive on labias. Your, on your work computer? You'd, yeah, you'd have the... You would have John the, Wesley art on. You would have the big... Uh, you would have those huge labias. Yeah. And they'd be dangling down. And you know, be, I, I, I think they should start a new TV show called... Especially uh, on a horse with no saddle and no <laughs> yeah. name. Called Big Labias Tiny Houses. <laughs> I think it's a hit. <laughs> So they I would watch that. They can't live in a tiny house because <laughs> well, they can. They just so have to be big. more careful when they purchase the tiny house to take in because <laughs> they get into consideration. Well, if you're tripping you on it, I don't know. <clears throat> if you're tripping on your labia, I just don't think that you need to be living in a house with stairs, you tiny know, or otherwise. In my investigation and my research on yeah. Jess, John Wesley Hardon, do you know there are people who actually lift weights with the labias? Yes, I don't understand them. Yeah, I mean that's is that, is that, you gotta lift with your legs. That seems like a circus thing, though. That seems like something carnies <laughs> yeah. do. I have concerns. Is that dumbbells or is that like kettlebells? First of all, people lift with their wieners and their sack. I can lift a towel. You well, no, we're talking like a cinder block. Oh, okay. Yeah, I ain't tried that. And yet. and in order to do that, let me just give you that. In order to do that, they have to put these little hooks. In their scrotal area. Oh, oh! It's not working. It's really not working. You, they put the hooks in the scrotal, and then there's something that, and then these straps hang down, and they attach that to the cinder block, and then they lift. But you know, if you're a dedicated athlete, you know, it's an Olympic <laughs> yeah. sport. Yeah, it is an Olympic. I don't sport. think it's an Olympic sport. And it should be. I, don't Amst- I would fucking watch. I don't that. think Amsterdam has a team. <laughs> would you watch it? I, I would watch it. I would. You would really watch that well, for would. a minute or two. For, for the whole time. just doesn't matter. Okay. Now, Regina is going for the world record in the labia deadlift. Her name's Regina. <laughs> Regina. <laughs> Get it right? All right. So, so Harden is going to court yes. with these two Texas state policemen on a horse with no saddle and no name. So, while they're making camp along the way, Harden escapes 
when Stakes goes to find food for the horses. So there's two of them. All right. Wouldn't so, they just eat grass? I don't know if there's grass in the desert. Does horse eat, horses eat grass? Yeah, they eat grass. Yeah. And hay. And yeah, yeah. So according to Harden, he's Why left... Why wouldn't you ride the horses to the food? Why would you bring it? You got Maybe he's resting them. According to Harden, he was left alone with Smalley, who began to taunt him and beat the then 17-year-old prisoner with the butt of his pistol. That sounds, sounds like some... Uh, that sounds like Harden's... Uh, you know, making some shit up there. So let That's me, according to Harden. Well, right. And Harden, who's made himself sound like a total badass here, mm-hmm. he pretended to cry and huddled against his pony's side. He was a brony. He, yeah. oh, for a minute. And then hidden by the animal, he pulled out his gun, fatally shot Smalley, and escaped on Stake's horse. Okay. So he's a horse thief and a shooter. Well, he's you have to worse. Still, in that situation, you have to steal a horse. Well, no, he didn't have to shoot he went to talk to He went to talk to a man about a horse. Well, he shouldn't have. He later forced a blacksmith to remove his shackles because that draws attention. You know, and <clears throat> that is a problem with technology. Because it used to be if you could escape and you had handcuffs on, you could find your good blacksmith mm-hmm. and right. they could get him off of you. Yeah, they had a blacksmith on every corner. <clears throat> yeah, now... can swing a dead cat without a You roll out of a cop car with handcuffs on and you run away and run away and run away. Regular hacksaws won't cut through handcuffs. Not anymore. you got to get plasma cutters and whatnot and everything they have, Well, you need to get a blowtorch. You know what they need to put yeah, on Yeah, but them? that shit gets hot on your wrist. you got to suck it up if you want the cuffs <clears throat> off. <clears throat> they should Look. put GPS on the handcuffs. Well, that way, if you run that's away, a good idea. Yeah. So hmm. what happened? That's a bad idea. So what happened to me was, we I had to have them removed by the police. So anyway, you had to have them removed. You by had the police? you been handcuffed before? They were just removed by the police. But what, what did you? Were do? they put on by After, the police? Hold on. Stop what did you do? For one second. Were they put on? Were they put on you by the police? I'm not saying they. So I'm not I'm saying the they only were one put in this on room, by the police. I'm the only one in this room who's never been arrested. Is that correct? Is that fair to say? Now, there's a big difference between arrest and detained. Yeah, but you've been both. So (laughs) that's true. I'm the only one in here that's never been arrested. You were booked. (laughs) I was was actually processed. You know the worst thing about that, though, is? The anal search. No, they don't really do that. You kind of like that. It's the... uh, it's a handcuff you and the handcuff you behind your back. Uh, <clears throat> and if you've been in a Cincinnati squad car, they're because they get drunks and everything in there, they, well, they they're not opposed seats. to they're plastic seats. Yeah, that has to hurt. And they oh, do, do they? they are not they're allowed. Plastic. Really? Yeah. They do not put seatbelts on you. But so for you safety slide. reasons. You slide. So every time they turn a corner, you your hands are behind your back, you slide to get your head on the that thing. You just heard? You heard. I, a friend told me about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, no, it, it's but the police then make a game out of it. It's like pinball. Oh, for you, I, I and they I bounce you back and that. forth. You know why? Because you were probably telling them stories, and they thought, you know, we need to shut this motherfucker up. <laughs> Take that corner. <laughs> they don't pay me enough for this. Shit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. All right. So, so he takes off. He's got this blacksmith in the roof. Removed his shackles, and he found refuge amongst his cousins. The Clements family, okay. not to be confused with the Clampets. No, uh, the Clements were gathering in guns at Gonzales. Okay, Gonzales, Texas. Yes, it's in South Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they suggested he could make money by getting into the cattle market. They're so helpful. The cattle Which, market, cattle, cattle, oh, okay. moo cow. 
Okay. <laughs> which was then rapidly growing in Kansas and would allow him to get out of Texas long enough for his pursuers to lose interest. What the fuck? So they're just well, going you know, to give up the dream. Probably. I mean, you know, after, I mean, this was, a, you know, 1870 or whatever. I mean, you know, how, really, how persistent are they going to be? I, I can kind of see the point. So Hardin worked with his cousins rustling cattle for Jake Johnson and Columbus Carroll. I wonder if those are nicknames. I don't know, but you could, you know, I mean, really, not even that long ago, you, before computers and databases, you could really just move move somewhere and get out of all kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. just move to a different town. Different Still state. can. One of the well, downfalls. It's harder now, though. With, one of the uh, downfalls of technology. Yeah, now that people they track you almost everywhere you go. So, Jake and Columbus made Harden the trail boss for the herd. Oh, well, he's on a career path now. Well, sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> well,. I wonder what kind of training you need. For that. Well, yeah, you have to say, giddy up. Well, oh, did his father, wasn't his father named Yippee or something? Yip. Yippee. Yip. I wonder if the old lady was always saying, yippee. I don't know. Yippee. I bet she was. All right. In September of 1871, while a herd was being formed up for the drive to Texas, a freed, a freed man, Bob King, who attempted to cut a beef cow out of the herd. Oh, no. Now, you don't cut a beef, beef cow out of no. a man's herd. Was he, okay, so when you say cut a beef cow, does that mean... I think like, you take a cow. Was I he trying to slaughter it right no, there, no, no, or was he, he trying steal to... Steal it is what I think it is. Well, here's the other thing. Is there such a thing as a pork cow? I mean, all beef cows. I'm just reading what's written here. Okay. I don't know. Well, I guess well, no. There's you know, milk cows. Milk cows. There's but milk even cows. even the milk cows when they when Jersey cows. When you the titties dry up, you, you cut them up and make hamburger out of them. No. Yeah, you do. You can't get a Elsie. You couldn't make a hamburger out of Elsie. Hell yeah, yeah, you could. Listeners, you can please help us out. Elsie would give us a hamburger and a milkshake. All right, listeners, we need for you to help us out. Bring the bulls to the yard. What's a hamburger? Hamburger. Uh, a nice hamburger. <laughs> All right. So he's now he's on his career path. As he's a, on his career path, yeah. and this guy Going straight. is trying to cut a beef cow out of the herd. Which is not a good—I mean, he, he probably was not the most patient man in the world. When he refused to obey Hardin's demands to stop, evidently, probably only a, yelling once for him to stop. He probably shot him as he was, well, stop! Or you know, <laughs> he, he, shot. Did, he did one of these. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, please. <laughs> If you could, if you could quit, yeah. Um, and so Harden hit this guy over the head with his pistol and killed him. Wow, that's a good pistol whipping. Yeah, well, yeah. saves a bullet. <laughs> it does. Well, the same month, Harden shot and killed three Mexicans in an argument over. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Card game. Yeah, and it's research I did. Mexic- None of the Mexicans have names. Uh, my question is how did they make it over the massive wall? I don't think they had a wall, man. It was just like a little fence. Just a little <laughs> fence? And yeah. just hop the fence. Yeah. It was just cattle wide that yeah. time. God. Okay, so while driving cattle on the Chisholm, Chisholm, Chisholm Trail. Chisholm. 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 Rhymes with Chisholm. Nope. <laughs> you, nope. Oh, did that? Did I say that out loud? They were in Abilene, Kansas. See, yeah. now I got. <laughs> see, I got the. I got the Chisholm Trail in here. And my research, didn't it? <laughs> with uh, John. Wesley with John Hardon. Wesley Hardon. Oh yeah. my God. So he. So these in Abilene, Kansas. Yeah, and that's where he runs into. Well, I don't know. I'm reading the story here. Wild Bill Hickok, the famed. Uh, uh, is that in? Is that in my script? Yeah. Okay. Famed, well, how about how about we let wait you get for to it? it. Wait, wait for it. it. Wait for it. The famed gunfighter and lawman. Go ahead. Well, fuck. I mean, you just gave it away. <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. Okay. No, no, please continue. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, let's see. So he's in Abilene. And he fought with Mexican cattle rustlers. Okay. Toward the end of the drive, a Mexican herd crowded in behind Harden, and there was some trouble a brewing. Oh, there was some trouble keeping the herds apart. You think our friend John Wesley Harden may have been just tad bit prejudiced? Uh, yeah, there was trouble keeping the herds apart. It was like one herd the sharks and the other herd the, was jets. the jets. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe they were, you know, maybe the maybe they were doing each other. Those maybe they were Angus bulls and they just well, go ahead. Wow. So the so anus bulls Harden <laughs> anus brand beef is the best. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so Harden exchanged words um, with a man, the man that was in charge of the other herd. Well, how could he do that? Could he speak Spanish? I guess. They exchanged some words. Both men, I don't I know why I bet he spoke um, uh, Pig Latin. Well, here's the thing. Just I don't know why this is important. Hurry up. I know. I don't know why it was important, but both men were on horseback. <laughs> well, it would be appropriate <laughs> since it was 1870. The Mexican, the Mexican fired his gun at Harden. And put a hole through Harden's hat. Ooh. Well, Man, so that, this close. That's some pretty tall shooting there. I, don't, I doubt if he meant to, but, you know. <laughs> he probably meant to put one in his hat. Right. Harden found that his own weapon, a worn-out cap-and-ball pistol with a loose cylinder, would not shoot, file. You don't you have that problem, Chuck? <laughs> I got a loose cylinder. Your cap-and-ball <laughs> pistol, it's got a loose cylinder. Uh, it wouldn't fire. So he got off his horse, his high horse. He dismounted his high horse. Oh. And managed to discharge the gun by steadying the cylinder with one hand 
while pulling the trigger with the other. Oh, he, he jerry so it. Yeah, he did. But this dumb motherfucker that's with the other guys just hang yeah, out there waiting on him. Yeah, what are you doing? I fired my shot. You yeah. fire yours now. Church. That's all. I always wondered that about duels because you know you get you guys turn they fire right, right, get one shot, whatever. If you missed, are you obligated to stand there where the guy points his gun at you, or can you run? I like, do not run believe you, if you both miss. Well, then it's you know no no harm no foul. But if I fire sh- uh, first and I miss you, am I obligated to stand there and let you take a clean shot at me, or can I like run down the well, road? Well, chances are though, I'm fucking running down the road. Chances are though, you both shot about the same time. So I <laughs> well, mean, that's, yeah, it's, <laughs> sometimes I'm a little slow. It's a moot point. You know, you know. Often notice the true thing about duels. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, there was a is, gentleman's Clef. agreement that they would miss on, both miss. Yeah, on but purpose. you know what? I don't trust nobody. <laughs> I don't trust nobody. <laughs> and you're no gentleman, yeah. especially if I'm dueling with someone. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason, you know. You are no gentleman. But this guy evidently gets off his horse and steadies his hand. So I'm, <laughs> I don't feel bad. The guy got shot in the thigh. Jesus, why didn't he the, just the Mexican? Why didn't he just walk thought. closer to him and go here? See if you can get here, <laughs> dumbass. Yeah, the Mexican got hit in the thigh. So then they declared a truce right. and went their separate ways. However, Hardin borrowed a pistol from a friend and went looking for the Mexican. So Hardin didn't really honor the truce. He did not. Well, hmm. you would think he would, being a man of honor, and everything. You would think so. This time, he fatally shot the guy through the head. Yeah. <clears throat> it made him forget about it holding his thigh. <coughs> I bet it did. So, a firefight between the rival camps ensued. Hardin claimed six Mexican cowboys died in the exchanges. Five of them were, sh- of course, shot by him. Yeah, I think he embellishes them. Because he's a badass. Yeah. Hardin also claimed to have killed two Indians in a separate gunfight <laughs> on the same cattle drive. Yeah, see, and they have no names either. None of the, none of the people, the Mexicans don't have any names. The black guys don't, well, the black guy named Madge. But the Mexicans don't have any names. The Indians don't have any names. He's just shooting people willy-nilly, not even finding out their names. Yeah. So, oh, here, guess what, Chuck? Yes, maybe. John Wesley Harden had at least two encounters with the famed lawman who, who, who did he have, famed lawman, did he have encounters Wild with? Wild God damn it. No. Wild Bill Hickok, oh. you fuck. He's oh, just okay. And in, in, in the research you did, Wild Bill Cock. Yeah. Wild Bill Hogcock. <laughs> yeah. All right. You fuck. Uh, when Thompson and Cole refused his request to remove the bull... I don't understand what this... Oh, here we go. I I skipped ahead. I apologize. The first encounter occurred in Abilene in 1870 at the Bull's Head Tavern. Yeah, but Charles, you've uh, you've drunk it. I've been to the Bull's Head before. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, This place had been established... You know what would be hard is giving the Bull Head. (laughs) We talked about that before. Yeah. She said... I I was talking about how you make bulls or Uh you milk bulls or whatever. Going. And, uh, she went down to say how dangerous it is to be a fluffer. Fillet a bull. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if they decide to sit down, then you've got a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that would be true. <laughs> Almost anything they decide to do, you got a problem. Yeah. You know, it, do you see a pattern here? This man shooting now. Who's he shooting? Mexicans and Indians. And black men. And there was no Muslims around at that point. He's like the Donald Trump of gunmen. <laughs> 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 just 
Oh, there's an Indian. (laughs) There's a Mexican. There's three Mexicans. Yeah, he just, uh, he he personalizes it. He doesn't give it. So hold on, I'm going to tell you about this really classy place that they were at. At, uh, This is where he had his uh, encounter with uh, Wild Bill. Well, one of them, I'm getting to it. Unless you want to tell us all about it. Please continue. I'm on the edge of my seat. This is like, you know what this is like? This is like sitting through a a movie that the person's already already seen. seen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because I do the research, so I know how it ends. It's not a surprise. I know how it ends too. He when, dies when we come into this to do this podcast and record. It's not a surprise to me like it is to you too. <laughs> yeah. That may be, but we're, we're not the brains. You're, you're 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 hearing this story for the first time, just like the audience. We are, and are not the brains of this operation. <laughs> yeah. Every podcast is like Christmas to us, Timmy. It really is. We get the script, and it's like opening up a little gift. <laughs> it is the gift that keeps on giving. Please continue. So. So they go to this place in Abilene called the Bull's Head Tavern. It was established by gambler Ben Thompson along with a businessman and gambler, Phil Cole. Now, okay. these two classy guys painted a picture of a bull with a large erect penis on the side of their establishment as an advertisement. <laughs> well, that's catchy. They must have, they, there's obviously, some one of them had majored in marketing. Well, oh, clearly, because, I mean, you know where it is. Right. You know what, you know. So, citizens of the town... Now, where is that bar? Oh, it's the one with the big bull's pecker on the side. Right. <laughs> the big bull pecker. You know that place. Yeah. Um, so, he, so they, they complained. They bitched to the town marshal, who happened to be... Wild Bill Hickok. There you go. Wide up. No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> when does wide up come he in? He's not this? in this story. <laughs> I don't think he, Jesse... I haven't seen Jesse James in here either, oh, so... Okay. Or Jenna Jameson or whoever the fuck that is. Jenna Jameson was in... in she was in his, she's in, she's she's in in his research. So when Thompson and Cole refused uh, his request to remove the bull, mm-hmm. Hickok altered it himself. Like with spray paint or something. So he took the law right, right into his own hands. He, he did. Well, he was the law. <laughs> he took the dick down. Yeah, he was the law. He removed he, the dick. He took the penis the into his own hands on that one. <laughs> yes, he did. Much like in mine. Well... I'm Wesley Hardon. Mm-hmm. So Hickok takes down the sign. Well, he did something. He altered it. Okay. So infuriated, Thompson tried to incite his new acquaintance, Mr. Hardin, mm-hmm. to kill Hickok by exclaiming to him, he's a damn Yankee. Picks on rebels, especially Texans. So he was trying to get inside of his head to piss him off so he'd go kill Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like... What, all he could, what it had to do is buy him a carton of smokes yeah, and a beer. Told him, I told him he was a Mexican. Or <laughs> anything. Just go yeah. kill that guy for me, dude. <laughs> you know he's a Canadian. But, but dude, no, he knew Wild Bill Hickok Do me a solid. Yeah, he knew Wild Bill Hickok He was having none of that. Well, Harden, then under the assumed name Wesley Clemens. Nice. Well, Wesley. And he put his glasses on, so <laughs> yeah. nobody knew who he yeah. was. Right. Uh, but better known to townspeople by the alias Little Arkansas. I wonder why he was from Texas. I don't know why you want to be Little Arkansas. If, you know, if you were, if you're going to be Arkansas, be Big Arkansas. Yeah. Maybe it was already taken. Maybe that screen name. Was I think he was a tiny man. It's a Twitter though. name. Harden was a little man. Yeah. So maybe maybe somebody already had it. Yeah. So he seemed to have some kind of respect for Hickok and replied, "If Wild Bill needs killing." Why don't you kill him yourself? Well, that's a pretty good comeback. You Is got that a direct admit. quote? Yeah, direct quote. That's a pretty good comeback. you got to admit that. Well, if he needs to kill him, you kill him yourself. You do it. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> falling for that shit. Because Hickok's a pretty badass. Well, he's, right. not, he's not going down that road. So later that night, Harden was confronted by Hickok, who told him to hand over his guns, which he did. 
Uh, Hickok had no knowledge of Hardin being a wanted man, and he advised Hardin to avoid problems while in Abilene. Well, he knew he met as Arkansas. Uh, Hardin again met up with Hickok. Well, everybody knows little Arkansas. Hardin again met up with Hickok while on a cattle drive in August of 1871. This time, Hickok allowed Hardin to carry his pistols in Abilene, something he had never allowed others to do. Yeah, so he took a shine into it, it sounds like. Well, for his part, Hardin, still using his alias, was fascinated by Wild Bill and reveled at being seen on intimate terms with such a celebrated gunfighter. Yeah, because at that so point... They, they had a bromance. Yeah, he, he uh, hit... Um, it's the first bromance. Hickok was already famous by then, so you know, his, his reputation preceded. Later in 1871, mm-hmm. Hardin and several of his fellow cowherders had put up for the night at the American House Hotel. Sounds like a nice place. Well... Could be. Sometime during the evening, Hardin, having become very agitated by, you know, I don't know, scratchy sheets or whatever the hell, mm. began firing bullets through the bedroom wall and ceiling. I told you he was like Yosemite Sam. In an attempt to stop the snoring, which was coming from the next room. Shot a man for snoring. Man, you don't want to have you, you don't want to have sleep apnea when you're around this guy. Well, I'll tell you what killed the guy. Charles Cougar. Didn't have to worry about snoring anymore. Yeah. So, I bet he got a good night's sleep. Harden realized he'd be in trouble with Hickok for firing his guns within the <laughs> yeah, city limits. Kind of, people kind of frowned on that. <laughs> so, he doesn't. He th- he's not going to be in trouble for killing the guy. Yeah. He's going to be in trouble for firing, firing his guns. So, he's going to get the same amount of trouble if he had gone into the middle of town and set off fireworks. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, he, he so hightails it out of there. Half-dressed. I'm getting there. Right. Half-dressed, he and his men exited through a second-story window and ran onto the roof of the hotel just in time to see Hickok arriving with four policemen. I believe, Hardin wrote in a letter, that if Wild Bill found me in a defenseless condition, he would take no explanation and would kill me to add to his reputation. A contemporary newspaper report of the shooting noted, a man was killed in his bed at a hotel in Abilene Monday night by a desperado called Arkansas. The murderer escaped. So, yeah, that... They don't seem to have a lot of details at this contemporary newspaper. Well, you know, they, this guy was killed at a hotel. They, they, sketchy. They, they didn't have one of those one of those pictures of him. Oh, that like the, the sketch artist? Yeah. 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 No. So Harden leapt from the roof onto the street and hid in a haystack for the rest of the night. He then stole a horse and made his back way made his way back to the cow camp outside town. Uh, the next day, he left for Kansas and never returned to Abilene. Years later, Hardin made a casual reference to the episode. They tell lots of lies about me, he complained. They say I killed six or seven men for snoring. Well, that ain't true. I only killed one man for snoring. Neener, neener. That's like... That's like Breaking story. Suck one. Breaking news. (laughs) Oh, Tim has breaking news. Yeah. Uh, My American's Got Talent contestant was accidentally (gasps) shot by a flaming arrow from her fiancé in the throat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, she wasn't a singer, was she? No, and it was, no, it was she. She shot him. I'm sorry. She oh. shot him with with a crossbow, but the arrow wasn't like a pointy arrow. It was just like a suction cup arrow, but it was on fire. Oh, fire. <laughs> yeah, so she hit him, and he caught fire. Yeah, I think they should win. I'm going to vote for them. <laughs> I want to see what they do next that. week. <laughs> right. <laughs> next week she's going to show you how to debris <laughs> burns. That's her talent. Okay, in his autobiography, Hardin claimed that following the shooting, 
He ambushed lawman Tom Carson and two other deputies at, at a cowboy camp 35 miles outside Abilene, but didn't kill them, only forcing them to remove all their clothes and walk back to Abilene. Because well, he's a giver. Well, that's a little degrading. I'm thinking they had on, like, maybe some, uh, you know, the underwear. What is it? The, With the flaps. The thong, the the thong oh, underwear. The thong underwear. Uh, yeah, but you know what was you, know, you don't want to walk on the prairie with thong underwear. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to have the wang out either. Oh no, you don't want your wang swing. You don't want that. Too you don't want that dragon behind you. Well, you got cacti, you got rattlesnake, porcupines. and you got tumbleweed. You got yeah. porcupines out and there. Fucking tumbleweeds, man! I've seen on the Twilight Zone. They took over a whole town on mm-hmm. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Tumbleweed did. Yeah, tumbleweeds. Well, they took up what half the space in the Devil's Head over here. So. No, but you know what? There was a girl <laughs> that used to work here, Melissa. And, you know, they get that wig hair always in the bathroom mm-hmm. that was matted up and stuff. Oh, yeah. She used to call it tumbleweave. <laughs> and that tumbleweave, made me laugh yeah. so damn hard. Okay, so anyway. So they walk back to Abilene. So in early 1872, Harden was involved in a gunfight again with a Texas state policeman, Green Paramore. I, I mean, uh, yeah, you got to be careful if you're a lawman around Harden because he don't green, take kind. Green Paramore, like what a great <laughs> name! <laughs> it's like the first thing that come to their head. Like, uh, let's see, we well, can't call him that blue. Mean, that means he's an inexperienced lover. <laughs> he's green. He's young. Did they have soap operas back then? I don't know, <laughs> Doctor Green. See, I'm Paramore. thinking they're just you know they didn't give this name much thought beforehand, <laughs> yeah. and they were like you know whatever. That's, oh, okay, that's an amazing name. Uh, and then, green. Okay, well, green. He was with John Lackey. Okay. <laughs> Which is a stupid <laughs> name. Uh, so Paramore was fatally wounded, so that that joy is gone. So he killed, he, killed, uh, he killed uh, Paramore? He did. After this, Harden claimed that about 45 minutes outside Corpus Christi, Texas, he was being followed by two Mexicans. And that he shot one off his horse while the other one just quit the fight. Because he was too tremendous of a shot. Yeah, he just said, okay... Yeah. See, again, I think the guy was, you know, I think he had issues with Mexicans. Really. I think he had issues with uh, just about everybody. Yeah, he's That's a breathing. very overinflated yeah. self worth. Uh, after this, Hardin settled in South Central Texas in the area around Gonzales County. Okay. There, he reunited with some of his Clements cousins, who had become allied allied with the local Taylor family, which had been feuding. With this rival Sutton family That's for several the big years. Taylor Sutton feud. He, I'm telling you. Yeah, he kind of got overshadowed by the Hatfields and McCoys. Uh huh. But it the Taylor Sutton one was an ugly one. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So Harding claimed. The devil don't know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, and I don't care. Watch the History Channel once in a while, though. I. It, if intervention's on, I just can't. I have to watch <laughs> intervention. True. So Harding claims two have been killed. Wait, let's see. Claims to have killed at least... Okay. Harden claims to have killed... Look at that. See? Look at that there. Okay, he killed two... Shush, 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 shush. At least two members. Yeah, well, I got that part. (laughs) Two members of the Sutton family during this time. One... (laughs) He killed a 98-year-old man. (laughs) Prick. He probably had it coming. Way to go, big guy. Probably caught him on the shitter. I, I don't. I, I don't really. You know. You really. You really shouldn't get charged with that. You're just moving. You're speeding things up. You're just moving things along. He's 98 years old. Because you know his family was tired of him. Probably by that caught time. him on the shitter, a la Tywin Lannister. Yeah. All right. Jeez Louise. He might have been snoring. 
<laughs> he might have been snoring. Who knows? So on August 7, 1872, Hardin was wounded by a shotgun blast in a Trinity, Texas gambling dispute. He was shot by a man named Phil Sublett after he'd lost money to Hardin in a poker game. Of course he lost to Hardin. He was not a very good loser. Well, two buckshot pellets injured Hardin's kidney, and for a time, it looked like he might die. Oh, Lo and behold, it was around this time that Hardin married a 15-year-old girl by the name of Jane Bowen of Alabama. wonder if they're related. Uh, Most of their married life would be shared on the run. While recuperating from his wounds, Hardin decided he wanted to settle down. He made a sickbed surrender to law authorities, handing over his guns to Sheriff Regan of Cherokee County, Texas. So he was going to get right with the law. And, and, yeah, yeah, and the Lord. And the Lord. Okay. And asked to be tried for his past crimes to clear the slate. I don't know if that's how it works. However, when Hardin learned of how many murders Regan was going to charge him with, he changed his mind. <laughs> so that noise. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I shot a couple Mexicans. Come on. <laughs> and a 98-year-old man. Yeah, a 98-year-old man. man. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and he might have been an Indian as wrinkly. <laughs> and he was old. And Nobody was, could tell. And he was, yeah. He, he was incontinent. Around, yeah, he wasn't going to be around very much longer anyway. How, you know, health care yeah. costs, you know. <laughs> Save the family money. <laughs> I, he was in hospice. He had the diabetes. Yeah, he had the diabetes. <laughs> Oh, Wilford. Um, however, uh, so, you know, he says, fuck that noise. I'm not going to do that. So a relative smuggled in a saw. So you just can't go un, un uh, you know, you can't go to the police, turn yourself in, and then say, uh, oh, uh, no mind. Take backsies. I call take backs. I have my fingers crossed. I have my fingers crossed. So this relative brings in a saw. And Hardin escaped after cutting through the bars of a prison window. How big were these people's anuses? That's all I'm screaming. <laughs> My God. Why didn't you just smuggle well, dynamite Robert in there? Robert could have smuggled that in. Yeah, he could have smuggled in a chainsaw. In He could have smuggled in a car. Black and Decker. <laughs> a bulldozer to take you and knock the wall down. God. Uh, in Curo, Texas, in May of 1873... Yeah, so Hardin goes out again. Hardin killed Dewitt County Deputy Sheriff J.B. Morgan. Not to be confused with J.P. Morgan. <laughs> no. who, was, who was wealthier. Who was doing be- much better than this guy. <laughs> yeah, than J.B. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, it was his poor cousin. It really was. So, and and this is important, J.B. Morgan, who served under County Sheriff Jack Helms. Oh, that ain't good. So, well, yeah. so yeah. you know, yeah, you're, you're, p- you're pissing off Jack Helms. Well, now. when you get Jack involved, yeah. everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah, with law Jack don't play. No, he don't. With law enforcement moving in on him, Harden and his wife made their way to Florida to hide out because yeah. everything fucking gotta crazy be careful down there. happens in Florida. You gotta be careful down there. You got the Zika. Yeah. Well, you got the Zika. You got the Gators. You yeah. got the people. Meth heads. Serial killers. The people. You got people the Henry Lee Lucas, uh, Otis Tatool. Eileen Warnos. Uh, that's right. You gotta be careful. The people on bath salts. The zombie bonds of bath salts. Zombie guy. So Harden settles in Gainesville. Because mm-hmm. that's what he needs to do. He probably Under, okay to go into the University of Florida while he was there. <laughs> well, I wonder if he was a Gators fan, yeah, the Seminoles. Well, I don't know. But I know he, he wasn't a Seminoles no, fan. He no. He goes under the alien. The alien. <laughs> he goes under the alias Swain. Joseph Swain, I think, is what he 
Swank Bond, James Bond. Yeah, Swank. On May 1st, 18... That's not in my thing okay. here. Okay. Sorry. Just so, a little extra knowledge. Swain. <laughs> so on May 1st, 1874, while living in Gainesville, Jesus, got a black guy <laughs> named Eli was accused of assaulting a white woman. An angry mob tried to set the Alchua County Jail on fire where Eli was being held. Let me guess. Most of them were white. <laughs> I, you know, I would not dare go to out guess. A, I will go out on. Out on a, I will go out on a cliff and say that. Well, now that surprises right. me because back in about 1875, Florida was known as a very progressive place. Well, they weren't progressive with this guy. So what else happened? <laughs> well, Jesus God. So when you got to burn the whole jail well, down. <laughs> this guy is. Yeah. How'd you like to be the guy, Otis, in the drunk tank? I just had a little me drinks. Harden, in his warped, fucking twisted sense of justice, here is gonna gonna throw out some Colonel Justice at this poor guy. <laughs> so the, so uh, the sheriff brings the prisoner out of jail to escape the fire. Right. And Harden knocked the sheriff down and shot the black man to death. <laughs> Because he has the moral high ground here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, since Eli would have likely been found guilty and hanged anyway, eh, no charges were filed against Harden. Sure. Sure. It's like the 98-year-old man. He yeah. saved us it's a little just, bit of time He's going to die anyway. So, yeah. So, this guy. This guy. This guy. Poor guy. Fuck. Yeah. So, they didn't file him. So, Harden, who evidently has some kind of glutton for punishment, returns to Texas, meeting up on May 26, 1874, in a Comanche sal- saloon with some friends to celebrate his upcoming 21st birthday. He's only 21. He's only point. 21. He's uh, Harden, a pretty full life. Or. Harden spotted Brown County Deputy Sheriff Charles Webb entering the pre- premises. Harden asked Webb if he'd come to arrest him. When Webb replied, nope, Harden invited him into the hotel for a drink. As he followed Harden inside... Harden claims Webb drew his gun and one of Harden's men yelled a warning. However, it was reported at the time that Webb was shot as he was pulling out an arrest warrant for one of Harden's group. Either way, in the gunfight that inevitably followed, Webb was shot dead. Two of Harden's accomplices in the shooting were a cousin, Bud Dixon, and Jim Taylor. The death of the popular Webb resulted in a quick formation of a lynch mob. Harden's parents and wife were taken into protective custody, and his brother Joe and two cousins, brothers Bud and Tom Dixon, were arrested on outstanding warrants. A group of local men broke into the jail in July of 1874 and hanged Joe, Bud, and Tom. You know, the jail wasn't really the safe place to be. (laughs) My God. Take me anywhere but jail, would you? It's claimed that the hanging ropes were deliberately cut too long in order to cause death through slow strangulation. You've talked about that before. As grass was Mm -hmm. found between their toes. He's talked about everything before. So So these guys are really just standing on the ground, but they're getting (laughs) They're on their tippy toes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. So after his brother's lynching, Harden claimed that he twice drove away men who were coming after him. Uh, killing a man in both encounters. Shortly afterwards, Harden and a new companion, Mac Young, were suspected of horse thievery and were pursued by a posse. They finally formed a fucking posse near Belleville in Austin County, Texas. Harden pulled his pistols on an Austin County sheriff, Gustav Langhammer. I was wrong. (laughs) That's the name. There's there's your headline. All right, what's his name again? Gustav Langhammer. Yeah. 
You got a lot of pussy with that name. <laughs> but he didn't. But he didn't shoot him because you know Harden recognized okay. Gustav was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and separately, oh, while separately, Young was arrested and fined a hundred dollars for carrying a pistol. Harden was not charged. <laughs> Again, like the hell they then. After this encounter, Harden returned to Florida. <laughs> it's kind of pointless to find a guy under bucks. Well, hundred bucks was a lot of money back then. Well, yeah, but not for Harden. So he got off scot free. After this, Harden returned to Florida and started again living under the last name of Swain. So, Chuck, what happened after that? Well, after that, they're just they're just getting a little bit tired of him now. And uh, Texas legislature authorized. Governor Richard B. Hubbard to offer a four thousand dollar reward. That's a lot of money back yeah, then. Yeah, in today's dollars, that'd be about four thousand eight hundred thirty-three dollars. A lot more than that. But uh, for the apprehension of John Wesley Harden. Okay. Now the Texas Rangers, you don't want those guys coming after you. Well, I, they're they're a very good team, but I yeah. don't know how. Is Walker with them? Yeah, Walker. Well, no, Walker was not on the force yet. Oh, um, yeah, he was. Chuck Norris has always been there. They had no. They had an undercover agent. Okay. His so, name was Jack Duncan. So what happened? He intercepted a letter that was sent to Harden's father-in-law by his brother-in-law, the outlaw Joshua Robert Brown Bowen. Okay. Now the letter mentioned in Harden's whereabouts in the Alabama-Florida border under the assumed name of James Swain. So they're 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 going in looking at the mail, right? Apparently, that's what it seems to be. Okay. That's checking set, them out. Set the stage. Okay, okay. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. On August 24, 1877, Harden was arrested on a train in Pensacola, Florida, by the Rangers and the local authorities. The lawmen boarded the train to arrest Harden. When they caught up with Harden in Florida, they took him by surprise. When Harden realized what was going on, he attempted to draw a gun, but it got caught in his suspenders. That's why I don't wear suspenders, Timmy. Well, you know who else would have that problem? The Larry fucking King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably I did. bet I could outdraw Larry King. I bet you could, too. Wow. Harden was knocked out <laughs> and two others arrested. During the event, Texas Ranger John B. Armstrong, this right before he went to the moon, mm-hmm. um, shot and killed one of Harden's companions named Mann. Just prior to his capture, two black men and for the former slaves of his father, Jake Menzel and Robert Burope had tried to capture Harden in Gainesville, Florida. Harden killed one and blinded the other. Harden was tried for the killing of Deputy Charles Webb and was sentenced to the Huntsville prison for 25 years. Now, early on, he made several attempts to escape, but eventually he adapted to prison life. Using the lye soap, he yeah, found... not in the script. <laughs> He found that it made the sodomy much <laughs> less pleasant. Oh, my God. That's not in the script. He's less like, unpleasant. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Using prison as an opportunity to He's better back himself. back on John Wesley Hart. I know. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> you get confused. I understand. Um, using prison as an opportunity to better himself, because the son bitch couldn't have been much worse by this time. <laughs> um, he read theological books, much like the colonel does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and became superintendent of the prison Sunday school. Uh, of course and, he did. And studied law. But he was... He was like Nicola. He was, except for the shooting people yeah, part, which Nicola might be doing. Except for the part about killing 42 people. Yeah. 
I think Nicola's only up to 16. Yeah, she has a way to go. Yeah, and three of those was from her. She's still young. From her cooking, I believe. (laughs) But, uh... catch out for that. (laughs) Harden Harden was plagued by recurring poor health in prison, especially when the wound he had received from an earlier shot became reinfected in 1880. Yeah, when he got shot in, in the kidney by that guy. So that caused him to be bedridden for two years. I wonder if he got gets time served if you're bedridden for two years. Because that's not hard labor, being bedridden right. for two years. Right. Well, I guess it would be hard labor if you're a prostitute, being bedridden True. for two years. True. Uh, now, Harden's first wife, Jane, died while he was serving his sentence. Now, Harden was released from prison in February 1894. Mm-hmm. So he had served roughly about 17 years. For 42 years. Yeah, of the 25-year sentence. He returned to Gonzales, Texas, and was just pissed off because it was named Gonzales, Texas, um, later that year. Harden was pardoned, and on July 21, he passed the Texas Bar Examination, obtaining his license to practice law. Good Lord. You know, I think there's still, I, I don't know now. Wait a minute, so this guy passed the bar. Timmy, did you pass the bar? No. You know, there's some states where you don't even have to have a law degree to take the bar. Louisiana, okay. yeah, I think Louisiana is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. But continue. Timmy didn't pass the bar. Well, I didn't take the bar. Same continue. thing. Continue, Colonel. He did not, uh, no, you would think he was coming out a reformed man. You would think. Yeah, you would think. You would think. But according to a newspaper article in 1900, shortly after being released from prison, Harden committed negligent homicide when he made a $5 bet that he could, at the first shot, knock a Mexican man off the soapbox he was sunning himself on, winning the bet, but leaving the man dead from the fall and not the gunshot. So he's telling he's going to shoot this hat off this guy's head, mm-hmm. and he shoots him. The guy falls and he dies. Yeah, for five bucks. Did he for get five dollars? Did, did he technically win that? I don't. I think it, so. It, I don't even know if the other guy paid. I, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting a feeling here that uh, Harden would be a Trump supporter. Are you getting that vibe? That's what I said. He's a Donald Trump alone. Yeah, he's he's a Mexican. He's got to shoot him. So it, so on January 9th, Mm-hmm. 1895, he was 36 years old. He married another 15-year-old girl named Callie. He's, he's got something for 15-year-olds. It ended quickly, but it was never really dissolved. Now, afterwards, Harden moved to El Paso. El Paso lawman John Selman Jr. arrested Harden's friend and part-time prostitute, the widow, M. Rose, for brandishing a gun in public. Okay. Now, Harden confronted Selman, and the two men argued. Selman's 56-year-old father, Constable John Selman Sr., himself a well-known gunman, approached Harden on the afternoon of August 19, 1895, and the two men exchanged heated words. That night, Harden and Wiley Coyote went to the Acme Saloon, where they began playing dice. Um, Shooting the craps. Our foreign listeners might not get that reference. I like it. Shortly before midnight, Selman Selman Sr. walked into the saloon. In the ensuing confrontation, he shot Harden in the head, killing him instantly before he could return fire. As Harden lay on the floor dead, Selman walked over and fired three more shots into him. We wanted to make sure. Well, it's probably a good idea. Well, I think so. Now, Selman Sr. was arrested for murder, stood trial. He claimed it was self-defense in a well-hung jury. 
resulted in him being released on bond pending pretrial. Okay. However, before the trial could be organized, Selman was killed in a shootout with U.S. Marshal George Scarborough following a dispute during a card game. People need to stop playing fucking cards. Like, if you can't lose, <laughs> stop playing fucking cards. You know cards. what? The thing is, don't play poker. Play hearts. No, because these two are like, playing with... Euchre. They, they, they were, apparently, what Uno. happened here... Uno. Uno would be great. Is that fucking... I love Uno. Reverse. Even though he was a U.S. Marshal, George Scarborough, uh-huh. he had it, too, when John Wesley... When this... Uh, not Harden, but when uh, Selman Sr.? Mm-hmm. They was playing Go Fish. Mm-hmm. He asked him for it too. Mm-hmm. He said no, he didn't have one. He really had one. Oh. So he, he was, pulled out his gun, shot him dead. He was dead. bluffing. Yeah. Fuckers. So <clears throat> Harden's buried in Concordia Cemetery mm-hmm. in and El Paso, a, Texas. This is interesting. <clears throat> you think this is over, but no. <laughs> it's about time it got interesting. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> On August 27, 1995, there was a graveside confrontation between two groups. One group, representing the great-grandchildren of Hardin, sought to relocate the body to Nixon, Texas, to be interred next to the grave of Hardin's first wife, Jane. A group of El Pasoans sought to prevent the move. I can see this, like, get, this big like, brawl breaking out. Shit. <laughs> big brawl breaking out over this guy's over, grave. In the cemetery. <laughs> in the yeah. cemetery. So at the cemetery, the group representing the descendants of Hardin presented a disinternment permit for the body of Hardin while the El Pasoans presented a court order prohibiting the removal. They were at a stalemate. A Mexican a stand. Mexican How ironic. Jesus God. <laughs> So Harden leaped out of his grave right, when shot he shot everybody. When he heard Mexican standoff, Harden <laughs> leaped out of his grave and started shooting everybody in sight. That's not true, but what happened? Uh, both sides accused the other of seeking tourist revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they was trying to. A lawsuit ruled. A lawsuit ruled in favor of keeping the body in El Paso. It's just easier. You don't have to dig him up. Yeah. Things they were that. Now, court records show that John Wesley Harden was carrying a Colt Lightning revolver and an Elgin watch when he was shot and killed. The revolver and the watch had been presented to Harden in appreciation for his legal efforts on behalf of John Miller. Jim Miller. Really? Yeah. Mine says John. It can't, but go ahead. So anyway, at his trial for the killing of ex-sheriff George Budge Brazo. Now, this Colt was a 38 caliber, two-and-a-half-inch barrel, and if you know guns, two-and-a-half-inch barrel's pretty damn short. It ain't going to be all that accurate. Mm-hmm. With a blue hammer, nickel-plated, and blue triggers and screws. The backstrap is hand-engraved JBM to JWH. WWJD. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was on there. It has mother-of-pearl grips. And you, you know what I always Sweet get? Mother of Pearl. <laughs> mother of Pearl. What What the fuck is Mother of Pearl? Uh, it's know. Oyster. Somebody tell me what Mother of Pearl is. I just is. did. It's Oyster. It's uh, Pearl Bailey's mom. Now, oh, the gun in the holster once sold at auction for $168,000. Wow. Another Colt nice. revolver known as a forty-one caliber Thunderer. Which, is owned by, which was owned by Harden and used by him to rob the gym saloon was sold at the same auction for $100,000. That's a nice return. In 2002, an auction house in San Francisco, California, auctioned three lots of Harden's personal effects. The lot contained a deck of his playing cards, 
one of his business cards. What, what kind of business cards would he have? Well, you know, he practiced law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And a an Esquire. A contemporary newspaper account of his death sold for Some Wesley Harden Esquire. Esquire. A contemporary newspaper account of his death sold for $15,000, and the bullet that killed Harden sold for $80,000. Nice. I believe the bullet that kills the colonel is going to be worth more than that on eBay. Probably so. I'd pay that myself. Mm-hmm. Brandy, what's your thoughts on James, or I'm sorry, John Wesley Harden? This whole fucking thing is just a hot mess. <laughs> this fucker just goes around just shooting people. Willie Nilly. Willie and Nilly. Willie and Nilly. Uh, colonel, what's your thoughts on John and Wesley Harden and John Wesley Hardon? Now, see, John Wesley Hardon was a much more sympathetic figure. Okay. Um, now, from that time, it, it appears that they both uh, engaged in the same amount of dirty flower violating. The buggering. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, buggery. I, I buggery, that. yeah. Buggery and sodomy. But I would say that uh, of the two, I would pick John Wesley hard on mm-hmm. to hang out with. Yeah. Um, because with might, him, you're only going to maybe get the chlamydia. Right. But with John Wesley, he was often, but 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 in his career, he was mostly a pizza boy, wasn't he? He was always a pizza boy. He could fix copiers too. Call copiers and a pool pool boy. Yeah. You know what? I never get. I never saw him do that. But why don't women check their purses to make sure they got money before the pizza gets there? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, you think he would do that? If you think and now think about it, if it happened these days. These poor pizza guys are getting, they're getting laid far less because now you can use PayPal and pay credit on with cards, a credit yeah. card and yeah. everything else. Yeah. You know, yeah, all the things come to an end. Back in the good old days when you had to go to the ATM and have cash on you, mm-hmm. you could get laid all the time if you was a pizza man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm Brandy. sure every pizza man agrees with you. Yeah. Where can mm-hmm. uh, people find us? They can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two pages. We have the History Dweebs page, which we update with real historical stuff. And then we have History Dweebs, the podcast group. That's where most of our listeners uh, hang out, and we interact, and uh, we get to know each other, and it's a pretty fun group. And where we, are, else? we are on iTunes. iTunes. Please leave us a review. Uh, we've been getting some positive reviews, which we love. We check it every day. Twitter. Twitter. We're at History Dweebs 1. Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher, yes. You can find us on Stitcher and uh, most uh, pod, uh, podcast apps. Yes. Okay. And I was at the I was at the store uh, at the at the deli where I go down and get my sandwiches. Timmy. Where you get deli with food? And uh, deli in Delhi. They told me deli, deli. I was giving a guy. He's getting married. I was giving him some advice. Oh, thank God for that. Hey, did you and give him some advice about the the wedding night? Did you tell him not to I do did. it? And, well, anyway, you know what he told me? What? God. He said, you know what? You should write a book. You should write a book. Well, I think and we're going uh, to. Let me, wait a minute. So let I, me ask you this question. Was this advice solicited, or did you just start yapping, yapping, yapping it? Well, he was telling me about how he wanted one kind of wedding, and how his wife happen? wanted another kind of wedding. Briefly. He's getting married. Wait a minute. Reader's Digest version here. Okay. Briefly. How did you start talking to this guy about getting well, married? Well, he's making my sandwich. He's t- I asked him, how's the wedding plans coming? He said, you know what? How do you know he's planning on this? getting married? I get my sandwiches every goddamn day down now. I know the guy. See, that's We're Okay. Okay. Friends. So what's the uh, moral of this story, Colonel? The moral of the story is he I told to him, you know, here, here's the thing. I said, we, son, I, I, we've talked, you and I have talked about writing a book. This is what you have to learn. And, and, and for, uh, you, for you, a can few write, you can write a chapter if you want. Male listeners, this is advice that you should take. 
as I told him, here's the problem. Can I write the forward? Yeah, you can. You just might be. No. You might be right, but you're going to you end up right. apologizing. You may be crazy. Yeah, because you're going to end up apologizing. Be the you're looking for. <laughs> because hold on, because you know what? I never got BJ and the Bear. I never liked that show. I didn't like BJ or the Bear. And why is a monkey called the Bear? I don't know. What the could fuck? You, could you let me get to the, the vortex of the story here? Please, please. So I told the man, and this is important despair. advice for all male listeners. You got to learn, anybody thinking about getting married. In two days tops, you are going to want to get laid. Mm-hmm. Women can hold out for a much longer time. Mm-hmm. So even if you're wrong, you're going to apologize. Just apologize tonight. Give her away. Get what you want. And go on about your business mm-hmm. because they can hold out longer. That's what it really comes. Yeah. They got the boobs. A lot boobs. of times they want money. They I, got the boobs. They got the power. That's true. That's how I get a new car. But my side question, what the fuck does that have to do with any goddamn thing that we're talking about? I'm just curious. You know, it, uh, unlike because you. And he, he tries to pass along. Because it's like you, I care about all this. It is hotter than Satan's asshole in this room, and you're not making it any easier. I'm just spitting out more hot air. I like to improve people's lives where you just stroll through life, not really caring what you wreck, who you hurt, who you bother, or having just a shred of human decency for anybody else. Have no I? decency, so Have you no decency? She has no decency. So I'm trying to improve the lives. Now, the women out there, and we got, seems like mostly women listeners, they already no, noticed. No, you only give shout-outs to women. We have a lot of men Everybody that did up. We got Michael did, Mike and Mike, and Chris, Chacon, Chris, he already Chris, bought it. He we, knows this stuff. We've got, we've got um, uh, Tommy. Two, five, eight. We've got Larry. We've got mm-hmm. a lot. Of, we've got Scott. We've got a lot of males. We have the predominantly now. women, and they know that they have all the power, and so I tried to explain that to him. We do have attractive women on the uh, page. I will say that. And he said, you know what? You're right. That's the story of my life. You should write a book on marital advice. Yeah. So You should write a book on marital aids. You could be a marital aid. The devil could write the book on marital marital aids. aids. Okay. Because he is a dildo. (laughs) We will see you all next time on History Dweebs. Good day, listeners. Bye-bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.